Burning questions. Insightful answers. Listener's choice. With Clemens Maniatella. So, on our listener's choice feature this morning, I want us to talk about electric cars. That's what we're talking about. Um, so, if you've got any question about electric cars, give us a call. Send us a WhatsApp voice note. Maybe you own an electric car. How has your experience been? Uh, maybe you're considering buying one. What questions do you have? I've had the pleasure of driving a few electric cars, thanks to Volvo, uh, thanks to BMW and Mercedes, who have given me their electric cars to try out. So I've spent some time with BMW iX, which was heaven. <laughs> and I had the Mercedes EQB 350 for some time. And I recently drove the Volvo XC60 Hybrid, which were incredible. So I'm a big fan of electric cars. I'm a big fan of the design, of the technology, of the comfort, because that's just amazing. My only issue was, I feel we don't have enough charging stations in the country. And some of these EVs don't travel that far on a single charge. I found myself being stuck at some point driving from um, Zebula in Bilabela because I thought I was going to charge there at the, at, the, at the resort, but there was load shedding. So our house where we were staying was affected. And I had to drive back as I was drive back. As I was driving back, um, I had to regulate and I had to stop by the garages because there were no charging stations in the, in the, in, in, I thought in Polokwane. Perhaps there could be something. I couldn't find anything. So that, that's just been one of my, what, what my issues have been. What questions do you have about electric cars? Give us a call now on 011-883-0702. You can share your experiences with us as well. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. I think what is clear is that the global sales of fully electric vehicles are more than doubling um, with the used car market at least seeing about a 133% increase in electric car sales in 2010-23 when you compare that to 2022 sales. So South Africa's electric vehicle market has been growing exponentially in the past few years, but... Consumers are still anxious, I feel, about things like giving the price range. So let's take your calls and your WhatsApps. Um, Warren Tucker is a motoring expert who's going to guide us through this conversation. How are you doing, Warren? Thank you for making time for us. Hi, Clement. How are you doing, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, thanks for your time. Um, have you tried out a few of these electric cars? And, and just generally, what's, what's your feedback? I've I've um, tried out a couple of the electric cars. Generally, you know, it's a positive thing. Nothing accelerates like an electric car, let me just tell you. When you put your foot down, because there's no gearing that you need to go through, yeah. so this thing just accelerates. It does. Acceleration. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but it is, a, it is a bit of a change. I mean, you've grown up your whole life mm. with getting into a car, turning a key, listening to an engine start. Mm-hmm. There's a vibration that comes out of that. With the electric car, you push a button and you know it's on because there's a light in the dash telling you the car. And you're on. not hearing anything, hey? Exactly. It's silent. It's That's so silent. It's silent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So wh- wh- where are the issues at the moment, Warren? My, my issue was I don't know if we've got enough charging stations and I know that um, you know, so far, you know, we've had a number of stations like infrastructure like this, yes. 
being built and more charging stations are being added. I don't know. Do you think that we've got enough uh, so far? And, and what do you make of um, how far these electric cars can travel on, on a single charge? So, look, that's always going to be the problem. And, again, I want to say this. I've said it before. Electric cars are not a new thing. Electric cars or battery-operated vehicles came out in the 1800s already. It's not a new thing. But what's always been the problem is the, the fact that you need to charge the batteries and you've got limited range on a charge, right? That's why a petrol or an internal combustion engine, in terms of convenience, will always trump the electric car because you pull into a filling station, it's five minutes, you fill up fuel, and you get X amount of range on that fuel, and when it's almost finished, you put in fuel again. With an electric car, the, the best char- or the fastest uh, charges are DC charges. The quickest charging time to 80% is about 30 minutes. Okay, And mm-hmm. on that charge, again, it comes back down to dependence on how you drive. But with the newer Volvos, you can get between three to 400 Ks on a charge. I know there are other vehicles out there, but again, it becomes a price thing. Uh, you know, the pricing or the cost of this vehicle then sort of it, it comes into play. Now, to answer your second question there, in, as far as infrastructure goes, there's a company called Grid Cars. You can look them up. Mm-hmm. They've managed to put charging sites basically for somebody with an electric vehicle. They can go Joburg Durban, Joburg Cape Town, Joburg George, Joburg Clet, and they are able to charge their vehicle on those routes. And they are char- adding new charging stations um, as you go along. But this is an infrastructure build, which would be, I mean, it's going to take at least 10 years before you would be in a situation where you're going to leave Polokwane and not get stuck because the resort didn't have mm. uh, 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 power at the time when you needed to charge it. Yeah. So, so one of the things I realized is, so I, when I have had the cars, I would just charge it when I put the car in the garage overnight. I just put it yeah. on a normal plug. And yes, it takes time to charge it like that, but you're putting it overnight. So if you were on 20%, by the time you wake up, you've probably pushed up to about 60, 70%. Um, mm. But then I realized that when you go to some of the charging stations, they don't have the same infrastructure. So that, that, that cable you know, doesn't plug into, for instance, at BMW here in Senton, you can only charge the, the BMW. So when you, the charging stations you're talking about, can you charge all of the electric cars do they use the same cables? So with grid cars, they've got different... So that the, because they're a, a company that's set out to make EVs uh, more accessible, mm. so you, the infrastructure is around the vehicles that, that can currently be charged. So, for example, what I'm saying is, is if the specific plug on this specific terminal does not work on your vehicle there will be a plug on the next terminal that would work on your vehicle. It's so sophisticated that once you've tied into the grid car setup and your electric vehicle is now onto, on their network, your vehicle will tell you which is the next closest charging station and will also tell you whether that charging station is occupied or not. And if it is occupied, what's the duration left of mm. that person um, that's going to be there? How long are they still going to be? That's how sophisticated systems have become. So it's with electric cars, it sort of becomes a a sort of like the the Internet of Things or the global 
because all those systems are connected. So mm-hmm. they know they can. You can see where the next charging station is. That charging station. You can then make it aware that you are on your way there. That sort of thing. So the systems are in place. It is a growing network. The fact that you can drive from Joburg to Cape Town with an electric vehicle and charge along the way. That's a massive, massive leap forward in terms of electric vehicles. Yeah. Let's go to some, some calls now and, and WhatsApp voice notes. Paul, let's start with you in Melville. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a question. I mean, electric vehicles are sold with this kind of major green concept. But obviously, yes. if you're utilizing electricity to charge the vehicle, That electricity is currently in South Africa mostly being generated by coal. So what are the carbon emission issues in relation to that? And uh, does it actually qualify as green as it is kind of lauded to be? Mm. Thank you, Paul. I'm in Melville. So how how green is it, uh, Warren? So here's the thing. Um, you will always have a situation where this question will come up because you are burning fossil fuels mm. to create uh, electricity, electricity to charge batteries. Yeah. And remember that mining lithium, which is the, the, the ingredient in lithium batteries, um, is quite toxic and quite carbon intensive. So what the manufacturers do to offset that kind of thing is they make the vehicle out of renewable materials materials that uh, are not as harmful to the earth as producing an internal combustion engine. But that being said, okay, the EV vehicles at the moment, the batteries, just the batteries that you need to to produce electricity, there's where the big uh, issue comes around carbon emissions because they are carbon intensive to produce. Um, Remember, it's it's a mining process that you use to mine those batteries, those to mine the lithium out of the ground. You then got to transport it, you've got to refine it. Those are all processes that use heavy industry around. And that's where you run into trouble at electric vehicles. Mm, yeah, got it. Um, let's listen to some WhatsApp voice notes. Good morning, Clement. The issue of electric cars in South Africa, the difficulty is going to be the issue of price, the initial price when you buy the electric cars. They are expensive. Charging infrastructure is not going to be much of a problem because the electric car manufacturers themselves, they're the ones who are going to roll out the charging infrastructure. Now, you look at the global sales of electric car, for electric car. The United States, for example, it's a large market, but currently standing at less than 20%. China is the largest market, and why? Because they are incentivized in that country. And also in Europe, they're also incentivized. I, I, I'm not sure about the European market as to where they stand. I think it's about 38%. So it will take decades for South Africa to catch up to electric cars. Decades. We're the poorest country, let's face it. Are we not incentivized, um, at Warren? I think, do we not have tax breaks or reduced registration fees? Because I think there have been investments even in the charging infrastructure. So there, there are I think cabinet, if I'm not mistaken, in fact, approved the white paper on, on EVs to ensure that South Africa becomes part of this global shift from, from internal uh, combustion engines to, to this new technology vehicles. Doesn't that white paper speak to those incentives? 
there are incentives on the on 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 the cards at the moment as far as electric vehicles go, but again, it comes boils down to implementation, mm. and the implementation is the part where we normally get stuck in South Africa when it comes to certain things that need to be done. But coming back to another uh, thing that was mentioned there by by um, the person that sent that message, mm. you see, yes, the the manufacturers will drive the infrastructure around getting the vehicles there. And also remember, it's, it's, it's a lot of new technology in terms of the costs around the batteries because the biggest or the most expensive part on an electric vehicle is your battery. It's your battery system. The electric motor is not an expensive item to produce, but mm-hmm. the batteries are. And until those prices start coming down with newer chemicals, the batteries, the the, the um, barrier to entry is still going to be high in terms of buying those vehicles. Okay, But that being said, a couple of years ago, Honda produced a vehicle called the Eastman. And they tested the vehicle out in California and they shell at the time. And what this was was a electric vehicle. Okay, so what this vehicle did was you fill it with hydrogen. So you'd pull up at the filling station, you connect the hose, and you'd fill it with hydrogen, and you'd get 500 kilometers range on a charge. And the only thing that came out of the exhaust of that vehicle was water. That's the only thing that came out of that, mm. okay? Now, that sort of vehicle or that sort of setup, Clement, is more like what you and I know, which is similar to your petrol or your internal combustion engine, right? So the existing infrastructure that you see around you, a petrol station can be converted to a hydrogen filling station, and you'd find a situation similar to what we had in the 90s where they did away with... Um, the high octane fuel and you started seeing the pumps changed. So only on certain pumps you got um, the high octane fuel and it changed as we went. They went unleaded and that sort of thing. So the infrastructure would stay there. And I've said this for a long time. The oil oil countries are not going to disappear overnight. They're not going to go from one one month to the next month and Mm -hmm. they're going to disappear. It's not going to happen. Let's let's go back to some lines. Kustas in Midrand, what's your question? Yeah, morning, uh, morning, morning. Yeah, yeah Clement, um, it's interesting. New technology is good and all that, but South Africa is the wrong country for now, at least for the next 10 years. Um, how much does it cost to replace the battery versus the price of the car? Because in the U.S. right now, people are selling their Teslas three years after. The reason is because the cost of the battery is almost equivalent to the price of a new car. <laughs> so we, we, we are not that country that change cars every three years. And, and another thing is the incentives. I hope the government is not going to subsidize these companies to bring these cars here because we just do not have enough money to, to be giving to the Europeans to bring in cars that are really mm-hmm. not user-friendly. I would like to leave it there. Thank yeah, you. also importing these EVs is, is quite an expensive task. So the sooner South Africa starts manufacturing... Um, its own electric cars, the, the better. Warren, I'll get you to respond to that in a moment. Let me just take another question from Litepe no in Centurion. Litepe, what's your question? Uh, my concern is that uh, you mentioned, I've never driven a car before, I would mm. like to, but you mentioned that uh, unlike uh, the engine, mm-hmm. uh, the sound, I mean, when you read yeah, it's, uh, it's it silent. Because car, car. Now, electric cars are silent. I'm worried about the effect on our pedestrians. Yeah. And we know that we've got a high rate of 
creatives in this country. How are they going to be foreign in such a situation? I mean, mm. it, it doesn't, yeah, Good I'm question. just worried about that. that Good question, Lidebe. All right. Because they and are silent yeah. um, and, and the mm. pedestrians are not going to, and also pedestrians are being hit by cars. Like the number of people who die on our roads, uh, many of them are uh, pedestrians um, as well. Warren, uh, those two questions, yeah. one about the cost of the battery and the second one, if the car is so silent, isn't there a concern there around pedestrians and, and the safety therefore? Okay, so on the sound, at low speeds, the iX3 emits pulse. There's a noise, especially for parking lots. Um, so people can hear the vehicle coming. So at low speed, the car will emit a pulse. You'll hear a pulsing noise come from the vehicle. That is for pedestrians, um, so that the pedestrians know that there is a vehicle approaching, an electric vehicle would be approaching because it's silent. Um, so there are systems in place for pedestrians. In terms of the batteries, I have seen this um, this, this uh, a particular process playing out in the States mm. where guys are taking their Teslas and selling them after three years and um, because the batteries are so so expensive to replace, right? And the thing is, is the Tesla, so underneath the Tesla, that entire board, that whole frame underneath the car is a battery. It's, it's a lot of small cells that are all connected together on, on that. There's another company that repurposed those batteries and turned them into batteries for solar solar units, so mm-hmm. the, the batteries that you use in your house. Now, I, as far as the cost goes, what I understand, and I'm going to relate back to the iX3, the iX3 has a system where it's got individual cells. So when a specific cell goes wrong, they'll pull out that specific cell and replace it. The battery does come with quite an extensive warranty. I stand to be corrected, but it's a 10-year warranty on the battery. So for that time, the manufacturer is going to take care of the issues around the battery. Mm. To then replace it afterwards, it would be cheaper to buy another vehicle because you are looking at yeah. thousands and thousands of rands to replace that battery. Again, the, the, the idea behind that vehicle is, is you would then trade that vehicle in, the vehicle would be recycled, and you would get another vehicle. That's the idea behind the mm. EV vehicle. Okay. Good morning, Clement and your guests. Um, assuming you can charge your electric car at home, um, on average, what does that do to your electricity? Say, for an example, if I spend a thousand rand on electricity a month, bringing an electric car home, is that going to double my electricity bill? Or, like, how much energy does an electric car take out of a normal electricity bill? Mm. Yeah, Warren Tucker? Yeah, sorry. I, I, basically, I couldn't hear that uh, correctly, but he was asking what does what's the increase in your bill? Yeah, how much electricity of, does it consume when you charge at home? Dependent, dependent on the vehicle, um, you'd go up to 66 rand to charge that vehicle at home, right? Um, if you're using the charging stations I have seen with the vehicle that I was using, dependent on how dead the battery is, um, the most that I've seen at a charging station was 100 odd rand to charge that vehicle at that specific time. Um, so, yeah, in terms of your household, again, what I've seen, and, and this is um, on a side note to, to the question, I've seen a gentleman that's got an iX3 that basically puts solar on his property. Mm-hmm. So he charges the vehicle at night through his, through his system. So his system obviously charged batteries during the day. And then at night, he charges vehicles. So his cost there becomes yeah. zero. Okay. Right? But 
Yes. Yes. So sorry, yeah, but. Yes, but there, there's a huge outlay to put up that solar system yeah. in order to get that sort of um, outcome. Okay. And and then someone is asking about insurance for electric cars. How insane is that? Uh, this person says they know someone who's got a Mercedes-Benz EQ vehicle, and apparently the insurance for that car is about 9,000 rand a month. <laughs> Again, comes back to a couple of things there, Clement. How mm. many units of that vehicle have been sold in the country? Mm. Number one, um, remember the insurance based their, their pricing of the risk and what's the risk around that vehicle. So if there's only three of these vehicles on the road, right, and um, the risk becomes high for the, for the insurance company, the other issue that you've got there is you're dealing with electricity an electric system, you're dealing with batteries, majority of the time, these vehicles will catch a light and they will burn out. Interestingly, on this, and this was brought to my attention by one of the guys that works um, with the fire department, our fire department's not geared up for electrical fires as far as vehicles go. Mm. So if the vehicle catches a light, there's this specific foam, because of the lithium and all the chemicals that go into the battery, you need a specific chemical to suppress that fire. And our fire fire trucks or, mm. or our fire departments just not get up for that. Yeah. All right, uh, Warren, thank you, man. You've been great in helping us understand more about electric cars. Warren Tucker is a motoring expert.